Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have Talk put in my mouth. Um, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. I'm Sandra from Ottawa, and this is the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we do it on the internet in front of everybody. We have great <laughs> guests. And coming up today on The Dirty, we're going to talk to someone who likes to get naked. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk to this guest, who, by the way, is fully clothed in the studio, and I'm a little bit disappointed about it. <laughs> Just a little part of me wanted to see some skin today, but whatever. We'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, so we're going to start with the quick. Sandra, what happened in your week? Well, I'm actually very f- sentimental today. I'm, I'm feeling kind of emotional because it's my oldest child's 16th birthday. And, oh, uh, 16 I know, and I, candles. I know, and I, I don't know what it is. I'm not really an overly emotional person that way. But I, I never would have guessed. <laughs> I have that one feeling, I know. And it comes out once a year on my children's birthday. It's true. Uh, So Olsen is turning 16 years old today. And every time we celebrate a birthday in in our house, I am always reminded of the moment that my husband failed me. Just failed me. (laughs) So it's Tim's most hated day of the year. And and we actually brought it up last night, too, because I'm like, oh, my baby's going to be 16. Do you remember when I was pregnant? And then then I... then I was reminded of what happened when I was pregnant. My water broke. I was four days overdue. So you can imagine tensions are running high. Okay. Tim You're goes, swollen. I'm You're swollen. angry. It's hot too. Don't forget. I mean, it's fucking hot. It's August. Oh, right. You would have been at your largest. Oh my God. I hate to say that. I and feel like such yes. a bitch. Uh, during July and August. I was I was waddling. I was a beached whale. I was irritable. I was like, every time I cough... I, I like I piss myself. It was everything was wrong in my life. <laughs> okay, and first of all, he failed you by getting you pregnant in the first place. Exactly. Second but of all, what happened next? He got drunk when my water broke. What? He, he got was he drunk. already drunk or he started to drink? He started to drink. But okay, I'm four days overdue. It's happening any day now, right? Right. So he goes on the back deck. He gets hammered, hammered. And at around, I remember six o'clock, I'm in the kitchen and boof, my water broke all over the floor. And I went to get him like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I went to get him. He's on the back deck, fucking wasted. So did you have to drive yourself to the hospital? I, I Well, after I had to yell at him for 10 minutes first. I remember that, you know, in my panic. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, I have no time to waste, but we're going to have a moment. You're Greek after all. I went crazy. I remember I called the hospital and they asked me a few questions and they said, oh, you know what? It's your first baby. Just have a good night's sleep. Like that's going to happen. And uh, come in in the morning. And and that's what. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very slow kind of a thing. The first baby, apparently. So, I mean, it worked out, but I have never, ever, ever forgotten about the part where I guilt the fuck out of him once a year because it could have ended badly. Like you could sleep knowing you're about to be a mom? Well, that was the second part of the story, too, because I remember I'm up all night, obviously. I'm freaking out all night long. And he's... <laughs> you know you know how drunk men sleep? 
<laughs> you must have just wanted to smother I him just with a pillow. To kill him. He and, and I often say, "You're lucky you survived the night." But I, I needed someone to take me to the hospital in the morning. That's the only reason you fucking lived. I would have called my mother. I like, mean, she's what in Montreal? She could get there in time. That, I, to me, that has always been grounds for divorce. What he did because that's no way to treat a pregnant lady at all. Oh, my gosh. I can remember my mom telling stories about having us, and we fell out of her. She has good birthing German <laughs> hips. <laughs> Did she just squat, lift a leg like a dog peeing on a hydrant? My brother was an hour, and I showed up before a nurse or a doctor. I was almost two months early. I fell out of her. The doctor came by three hours later to smack me on the back and say, yep, she's good. Oh, my. Are you kidding? I'm serious. Oh, my God. Your your mom is so lucky that she didn't have to go through. And can you imagine having to say, oh, just have a good night's sleep and you'll have the baby in 15 hours? Oh, my dad up. was on a business trip when she had my brother. <gasps> and somehow he arrived at the hospital just in time for her to give birth, at which point he would not come into the room. So my mom, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. They gave her the intercom to the waiting room. <laughs> so she was talking to him through an intercom? Oh, she wasn't talking. She was yelling. Very similar situation to you. She said, Warren, you chicken shit, get your ass in here. <laughs> And did he? No. Are you kidding me? Yep. You know, it's funny how times have changed because if if Tim didn't come into the, the delivery room with me, I really would have felt that I that he would have missed out on something really incredible. Like the moment your child is being born, that's something special. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess your dad doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, how does I gotta know what your dad said about that? How do you defend yourself? He just he's so quiet. He just nods his head like <laughs> like Tim does with you. He just does as he's told, except for that one time. <laughs> that one time he didn't do what he was told. To be fair, if you could have, you would have gotten drunk too. I try to look at it from his point of view, and I realized, again, it was a very stressful time. But I, I don't think I would have because it was too much riding on me. Because, I mean, I'd be like, I have one job. I got to get the pregnant lady to the hospital when it's time to take her to the hospital. This is not, this is not time for shenanigans. So I don't know. I would like to think I would be the better person. <sighs> what about you? Would you get hammered? Uh, maybe. I'd be terrified. Yeah. I have a friend who found out she got pregnant and uh, she got the call from the doctor, sat down with a beer and a smoke and was like, this is it. <laughs> She's like, it's the last one. Let's go. She had one last <laughs> beer and one last smoke. And then she called her partner. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like, we need to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, they weren't expecting to be pregnant. That's the whole thing. Oh, my God. That's always the best when, when you pretend to be happy about a pregnancy you had no idea was coming. <laughs> oh, great. Great. It's great. Uh, right. I had kind of an emotional week as well. Okay. Uh, really awkward. I, I think I'm a terrible person, Sandra. <laughs> I, love I mean, you're we just had now inklings. <laughs> I, well, you've been dancing around it for a while, but now you've like jumped right in. Yeah, I think uh, this signs the deal. So we've had a lot of personality changes in our office. 
Okay. There have been a, a few changes. I guess everybody's sort of restructuring right now. And I had one change in my office where uh, somebody has decided to move on and they got a promotion. They're leaving. And I feel bad because they were telling me they were all excited and pumped up. And I know the first thing they wanted to hear from me was, oh, my God, congratulations. But the first thing I thought about was, all right, how is this going to affect me? And <laughs> is my job safe? <laughs> That's great. See you later. Fuck off. What about me? <laughs> right. I, and in uh, retrospect, I feel terrible. But how do you not think that way in this day and age? Because jobs are hard to come by. Things are kind of tumultuous. You're always worried about it. We have a thing in our office where when somebody is let go, promoted, or hired, uh, we get an email. And that person's name is on the subject line. Okay. So it would say, re Hillary Welch. Okay. And then there's always that moment of, fuck, you know, anxiety, because you never know what you're going to get when you open that email. It's Usually like either it's, a promotion or yeah, they're pregnant or... 90% of the time that person has been let go or has left. And it's uh, it's usually it'll go like this. It'll be like um, uh, Hillary Welch is no longer employed by blah, blah, blah. We wish her all the best in her future endeavors, <laughs> which it, means it, it'd be cold. GFO. <laughs> That's right. It's the <laughs> coldest fucking email you'll ever read. And every time I, I, I don't even read the email. And the first thing I think of is, oh, fuck, am I next? It happens. Yeah. And I got right. another call from a, a friend this week and they were like, oh, I've been let go from my job and they're in the same company. I guess it's just restructuring or whatever. And I was like, oh, that really means I have one less reference and person to push for me to move ahead <laughs> in the company. I'm like, I am such a bitch. I don't have anybody in my corner anymore because they're all being fired. Poor me. Wow, wow, wow. I am such a bitch. <laughs> I feel so bad. In retrospect, you know, I, I wish them the best. And I actually think it's going to be best for them long term. But it, why is that our first reaction? Because uh, we are bitches. And um, I think that 98% of the population feels exactly the way that you feel. But only 1% of the population will admit it. Yeah. You know, because we and all play that game. everybody else hides it real That's well. right. Or the, or the worst is that we'll go around the office and say, oh, my God, did you see that email about Hillary? Poor girl, poor girl. What you're really doing is fishing. Oh, yeah. To trying out. to find information. Everybody's <laughs> going for lunch. That's did right. you hear Let's anything? About did you know what, what did right. they do? Where's she going now? Did she get fired? Did she leave by herself? What's going on here? Is there going to be restructuring at my radio station? How's that going to go? You know, so <laughs> I just want to know, Hillary, if you get an email that says re Sandra Plagakis, <laughs> I'll what, let you know first because I probably <laughs> I just I'll just know that when my day comes, you'll call me up and go, oh, honey, <laughs> honey, I feel so bad for you. But what about me? <laughs> but what about the podcast? I mean, can we still make what it happen? We, can we do it? Honestly? <laughs> You know, I, I love you a little bit more for being honest about that, because I don't think I would ever say that out loud. I would think the most evil thing in my brain, but I would never say what you just said out loud. Really? Honestly, yeah, I, I would, I would like, lie I'm about it. I'm a bad it. person, right? Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> you're really bad. <laughs> but in like the best way possible. <laughs> no, you know uh, what, what? I don't know that if, it, if being honest is bad, then uh, you can take it, right? Right. Right. 
Like I never, I don't hope anything malicious happens no, to anyone of else. Course and not. Of course, I hope that everybody's okay. Right, but, but now, now if the person who told you they're leaving or getting laid off hears this and knows that you don't give a fuck about them, but I do. It's just I but, care about myself first. <laughs> and there, and were they a close second or a distant second? Close. close. Okay. Well, that's nice. I am honest. Uh, I. I do honestly wish the best for everyone, and I feel terrible for people. It's just, I can't be the only one where that's the first thought. And then, of course, your second thought is, wow, you stupid bitch. And your third thought is, all right, back to what's important. Let's make sure the people in our lives are okay. Right. That's right. That's right. Let's let's explore the stupid bitch for a minute. Hillary, I'm, you're not a bad person. I think I think that you're just being completely honest, and it's a sad reality that we all think about ourselves first. This is classic Freud. Honest to God, classic Freud. You're good, <laughs> and, and and I'll tell you why you're good. At least you feel something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, you if felt I didn't nothing, feel guilty about having right. that feeling, I would be a really bad. You person. would be. A, you would actually be a sociopath. So you're in. You're in good shape. Really good shape. <laughs> if you were dead inside, then I'd be like, oh girl, you got a problem. But you're not so dead like inside. You? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's. I told you I have one feeling. It surfaces once a year for birthdays, and then I push it back down again. <laughs> It's gone, gone. Never to be seen or heard from again. All right. I think I'm ready to talk about getting naked. (laughs) Me too. All right. This week's guest on The Quick and the Dirty is not afraid to let it all hang out. Uh, She's a naturist who also happens to be the vice president of Ottawa Naturists and Naturists Dutaway is how you say it. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about why people like to get naked and why that community has been shamed. Please welcome Kathy Belair to the quick and the dirty. Hi, guys. Hi, Kathy. Welcome. Hi, Hillary. Oh, my goodness. You're so pleasant. I like you already. (laughs) Yeah, and she's fully clothed. I'm telling you that. I was disappointed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to drive here and I didn't want to get arrested. So I I have a question, Kathy. What's the difference between a nudist and a naturist? It's exactly the same thing. Um, it's just the connotation of the words. So we tend to use naturists in our group just because um, we're not doing it to get attention. We're not doing it for any sexual connotation. We're just, we just like to hang out and be naked and do stuff um, from a social nudity point of view. Okay. Um, nudists uh tend to have more the connotation of the person who streaks across the baseball field. Right. So it's more salacious, more trying to get noticed versus just living your life in a naked world. Yes. And that's not the definition of the two words. It's just the connotations that come with them. Right. Right. I totally understand that. Now, if you could describe yourself, since I can't see you from London, uh, how would you describe yourself? Um. I'm pretty average, but maybe a little on the curvy side, maybe a lot on the curvy side. <laughs> you look perfect to me. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Age-ish? You don't have to be specific? I'm 40. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. Yeah. You so, sound very young. She, I know. I know she does. She's. I, she, you're a petite brunette. When I saw you, I don't know what I was expecting when I, you know, you hear the word naturist. I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I don't think I was expecting you to be honest with you. You seem very quiet, somewhat demure, yet I know that you are a very proud naturist. Yeah. How did you become a naturist in the first place? I want to buckle up for this one. <laughs> well, 
I, I am very quiet and demure and quite shy and uh, suffered from self-esteem issues my whole life. Um, and that's why I'm a proud naturist, because becoming part of this group really helped me um, be, have a louder personality. Um, I'm actually making eye contact with you as I'm speaking, which I wouldn't have done two years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really brought me out of my shell. It's really helped me with my self-esteem issues. Yeah, well, I guess if you can look at somebody's junk, you can certainly <laughs> check out their eyeballs. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not looking down in that situation. <laughs> right. I spend a lot of time where I focus on making eye contact because I shouldn't be looking anywhere else. <laughs> but you kind of want to. Kinda, Come on, girl. You kind of want to. <laughs> That's what peripheral vision is for. <laughs> right. <laughs> And mirrored sunglasses. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. We're not allowed to wear those. Oh, you're okay. Really? So, oh my really. God. All right. <laughs> How did you start getting naked and when and like what sort of situation was it? Uh, well, I've always been a, a private naturist. So wandering around in my house naked, um, you know, come home from work and the clothes come off. Uh, which really bothered a couple of my ex-boyfriends. They were like, you're Why? always running around naked. They're, really? Yeah. They're, you know, they said there was, there was no challenge to try to get me naked or they were worried about other people seeing me. That's creepy. If someone needs a challenge to get you <laughs> naked, there's something wrong with what turns them on. There's a reason why they're exes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Um, so then a couple of years ago, I uh, suffered the loss of one of my best friends, um, and she had always been very outgoing, very full of life. Um, and sort of in memory of her, I decided to go out and go outside my comfort zone. And on uh, an app called Meetup, I found uh, a meetup group for the Ottawa Naturists. And I thought, well, I'll check it out. Um, but whenever you... And I, my first thing was, I... I'm not a perfect body type, and I thought this group must be full of perfect body types. Um, I want to see who's in this group before I go to the group. And uh, in order to see the profiles of anybody in the group, you had to join the group and be approved in the group. Okay. Because it's privacy issues. There's a lot of Of members that don't want people to know that they're part of this group. Right. I've been in a meetup group before for people in my area, and you have to kind of send a profile and tell people what you're all about and why you're interested. Right. So uh, once I joined the group, I was scrolling through and I thought, oh, these are very normal body types. These are very normal people, all sorts of ages, all sorts of body types. And I thought, okay, I could probably do this. Um, And part of my challenge of getting outside my comfort zone was to reach out to one person in every meetup group. And I was scrolling through and I saw this picture of a guy naked on a motorbike because that's um, totally normal. That's- <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, he looks interesting. Um, I wasn't looking for a date or anything. I was just looking for somebody who was sort of in my age group who seemed interesting. So I messaged him, and he messaged me back. Um, and we had a couple of uh, texts back and forth. And uh, eventually he said, well, you know, if you want to try it, I'd be perfectly willing to have you come as my guest. And I thought, oh, I'm kind of committed to this now. Damn it. <laughs> And so did you have like a, a lot of internal dialogue about that going, you know, you don't have to do it, Kathy, do it. You know, the, the oh, I had a lot. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. Were you afraid, excited, exhilarated? What were all the emotions going through your head before this big reveal? Uh, all of those, for sure. Um, and to the point where I actually backed out a couple of times. And he said, you know what, if you if you're not comfortable doing this in, a, you know, with 50 or 60 of your new best friends. Um, I have a hot tub. 
how about you come over to my place and we can do this for the first time in the hot tub and i thought okay buddy like relax down boy sure you're a hot tub (laughs) yeah we're Um, just friends though how many times have you heard that i've heard that a lot (laughs) (laughs) um so i finally agreed to go over um because i found out that one of my friends actually knew him and could vouch for the fact that he was a nice guy and I wasn't going to get made into chili. Um, <laughs> so I went over. We talked for a couple of hours. He said, do you want to do this? And I said, sure. We hopped in the hot tub and he was a perfect gentleman to the point huh. where I thought I was friend zoned for about two months into knowing each other. But in that two months, he had brought me to a couple of swims. And, uh, you know, the first time I walked in, I... We walked into the men's change room, and I thought, why, are we, why am I going in the men's change room? He's like, it's a naturist thing. Like, in two minutes, everyone's going to see everything anyway. So it's gender-neutral change rooms. Perfect, yeah. Um, so I walk in, and the first thing I see is this man who must be in his 80s doing the typical naked old guy with one foot on the bench course. pose. Of course. Oh, perfect. Thought, oh, my God. I bet he had a couple of low hangers. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> You're okay. not allowed to make fun of people's bodies. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. I got a couple of them, too. Except uh, they're higher. <laughs> me, too. Uh, so I thought, okay, this is happening, and I, you know, Went in, threw my clothes in a locker, went out to the swimming pool, and I was immediately um, calm about it all because I was seeing men and women of every age, every shape and description who were proud and who were not self-conscious. And I was having conversations with men who weren't staring at my tits. Wow. I know. Imagine that. And you were naked in front <laughs> of them, I was too. Naked. That's and, different, huh? And they didn't care. They completely respected me. They completely respected my body, my boundaries. Um, nobody was poking fun at my curves. Huh. Nobody was nobody was noticing. That's and, interesting to take that out of the equation. Now, I do have to ask, Kathy. Yep. You mentioned that this fellow you met, does he have a name if, that you're allowed to share? Just a first name? <laughs> yes, his name's George. George, you met this fellow that you were worried you were friend zone for two months, so you were interested in him. Uh, after the, that first evening that we really talked and got to know each other, um, actually, before that first evening, I found out, <laughs> I did find out, because his profile picture didn't really show his face, so it just showed a side view of, you know, this canned Naked dude on a bike, yeah. Naked dude on a bike. Cash. Um, Really (laughs) casual. That's right. No face, just, you know, naked. Well, I would imagine faces, you kind of want to keep that private. Uh, Well, the group was a private group, so it it was a safe group. But uh, he had this, I actually ended up finding out that he was somebody that I had had a crush on for about a year before that. Um, So whenever I showed up at his house and I found out it was him, I, yeah, it was a shock. And I thought I had been friend zoned, but it turns out I wasn't. <laughs> and you're together. We're together. Oh, you're together now. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, when you think back to the moment that you really developed, started developing feelings for him, is it because he opened up your world that way emotionally? Uh, that has part to do with it. Uh, part to do that he is just so supportive, and we had a lot in common. Um, definitely the same values. Um, definitely the same outlook on life. And uh, and he's just the sweetest guy in the world. 
Oh, I love hearing about love. <laughs> Aw, Kathy, you know when you go to um, the gynecologist and uh, you clean yourself up like real good? Yep. Um, like for me, it's like a two-day process <laughs> of shaving, <laughs> buffing, waxing, lotions. Uh-huh. Like it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. What's it like when you get naked in front of people for the first time? Were you like plucked to the teeth? Oh, I yeah. yeah <laughs> like I was, everything was shaved perfectly. I was very well groomed the first yes. time. And then you realize that there is a lot of different levels of uh, landscaping going on. Um, you know, some people are groomed to the nines right. and some people just really don't care. So did you let yourself go after that completely thinking it doesn't matter? No, I'm I'm still one of those people I I don't like to not be shaved or anything so yeah i'm i'm still keeping up on it yeah i'm a proud peacock no one sees me without my feathers plumed that's right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, honestly i wish i could be one of those ladies that's just like oh whatever i haven't shaved in a while and but i can't (laughs) i really really wish i could Kathy, what kind of activities do you do with the Ottawa Naturists and where do you do them? Because they must be hard to find. They are hard to find. Um, That's one of the issues that we're coming up against right now. We had a number of locations where we were doing activities um, and often those places will change either ownership or management and suddenly they won't let us rent out the venue anymore. So when we rent out a venue, it has to be close to the public. and obviously the staff has to be comfortable with serving us. Uh, so we had that happen with, uh, we do bowling, um, and the bowling alley that we used to go to changed management and the management was uncomfortable with our group. Um, and I think that just comes with education. Um, we're there to have some social nudity fun. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we're bowling, uh, we've done uh, mini putt, um, we go camping. Uh, the campgrounds are good because those are nature's campgrounds, so we're always welcome there. Uh, we've done uh, buffet and board games nights mm-hmm. at uh, different restaurants. Are uh, there issues with hygiene? Because I would think like n- nudity at a restaurant or anywhere you're going to sit. We like the what, staff has to be okay with cleaning up after that. Well, one of the etiquette rules of naturism is you always have a towel with you, and if you're going to sit down anywhere, you sit on your towel. Okay. Yeah. I so. never, I never, it never even occurred to me that there could be like a hygiene issue right. <laughs> whatsoever. I would be if I was a server and I had a group of naturists, it would be very hard for me to maintain eye contact the entire time <laughs> and just not look at people's people's bodies. To be honest with right. you, that would be really hard for me. You know what? After a while, you sort of feel like you're looking at. Um, an interesting sweater or an interesting dress you sort of look at it that way at least I do Um, you see scars you see uh, you know different body markings you see tattoos you see you know perfect bodies you see wrinkled skin you you see everything and I'm just now I'm at the point almost immediately actually I was at the point where I was like oh that's interesting I wonder how you know that scar happened or or what's the story behind that tattoo or you know so it just honestly becomes as if you're looking at interesting pieces of clothing. Has anyone ever been kicked out of the naturist group because they weren't following rules? Not in the time that that I've been there. I have heard stories from members who have been there for quite a long time um, that there has been, I think, one or two people removed. 
because they they were just inappropriate somehow right. they were look they were I know that part of it is that you you sort of like you say that you you don't stare at other people right. the way maybe I would the first time right right so but they they were continually looking at people inappropriately right so there is some understanding that if you're it's your first time visiting you might be a little shell shocked and yeah you know you might be staring um, but most people are very understanding of that and the problem becomes whenever you're staring to a point where uh, you're making other people uncomfortable or for men if they're walking around visibly aroused again I've never seen that happen um, I kind of like that if I was walking <laughs> around he got aroused looking at me he'd be like yeah I did how that how do you control that though because sometimes you're just naturally turned on by people right so in, in the case I mean for women obviously it doesn't show at least not as much right <laughs> um, so for men they you know we're naturists. We understand that natural things happen with the body. Uh, if that happens, we would just ask the guys to discreetly cover up with a towel or stay in the pool a little bit longer until it goes away. The, um, the pool will solve everything. The pool always <laughs> solves everything. Crawl back into your hole, little turtle. <laughs> uh, you know, go to the deep end where the water's a little colder. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the problem becomes if uh, you're walking around leering, making people uncomfortable, making uncomfortable comments, or, you know, for a guy walking around with a big erection going, hey, girls, look at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then... Don't act like you're not impressed <laughs> or disappointed. I was a little disappointed that I didn't get hit on the first time. I was like, I'm walking around with a bunch of men completely naked and nobody's leering at me. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would think that the part of it that I would have trouble that would make me sad I think is that when you're around all of these naked people all the time don't you get desensitized somewhat like you say to the naked body it becomes no big whoop watching somebody undress well not the husband anymore so much but I remember <laughs> way way back back in the day like seeing a new partner a potential sexual partner undress was very you know it's very sexual and arousing do you the still... anticipation oh all of it right. all of it and to watch somebody react to you with their body do you lose that as a naturist somewhat that was actually one of the very first questions i asked george um because he's been a naturist for over 20 years um so maybe there was a little interest there so i said you know do you become desensitized and he said no it's just um every time you're showing a little bit of skin to your partner it's not an offer so whenever there is that offer of ah, intimacy, it actually yes. becomes more intimate. So, yeah, I definitely am still aroused by my partner. Um, and he's still aroused by me. We walk around the house naked all the time. But, you know, whenever one of us is feeling frisky, we know it. And uh, definitely the offer is put out there and, it, and it's accepted. <laughs> and then something so, changes. I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it becomes more about communication then, rather yeah. than just ownership or taking something or removing something. You actually need to communicate. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the best parts of our relationship is that we have great communication. What's the biggest misconception do you think people have about naturists? Um, that nudity is always linked to sex. And it, it just isn't. Um, we do a lot of things. We, you know, Swimming, bowling, camping. Yeah, bowling's a weird one for me. That's a lot yeah. of bending and lunging. <laughs> it was a little strange the first time I did it, yes. 
I'd be like, don't look at my ass. I wouldn't be so worried about my own, but that 90-year-old. <gasps> well, and when you when you think about it, when you're bowling, you sort of get up on a podium every time you go to do a shot. That's right. Uh, so you're definitely thrown into the, the limelight. But again, uh, people just, you just don't notice. It just becomes part of what who they are and what they're not wearing. Like You just really do... Um, it's just them. So interesting. So, Kathy, if people want to learn more about Ottawa Naturist, where can they find you guys? So, our website is uh, onno.ca. Uh, onno.ca. Uh, uh, we also are on Twitter at Ottawa Naturists. And then we also have a Facebook page. So, if you search Ottawa Naturists on their Facebook page, then uh, you can find us there. Is there an age cutoff? No, uh, we are a, a family-friendly group, so we go from zero to however long you want to keep joining us. But that's you know I, I do want to just before before we go, right? I just want to ask you: a lot of the kids that are involved in the Naturist group probably have been there since they were born, right? So they're born into this is totally their normal. There's, I mean, they don't know anything else, right? So we have uh, a few families that have some children that they bring along. Um, and yes, they were born into it. Um, and, you know, kids will often reach that sort of awkward stage. Of course. And the parents say, you know what, when they reach that age, if they don't want to come, they just don't come. You just, like anything else, you don't force your children to do it. So they'll sometimes go away for a few years and then they, they come back. Yeah, I would imagine the 13-year-old boy area. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no textbooks around when you're a naturist. Right. <laughs> That's right. But I, you know, as a parent, I would think to myself, I'd be happy if my kid was a na- naturist because I'd be like, I don't have to do laundry. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? It, I have friends who are Finn, uh, Finnish, and they're into saunaing. And the whole family saunas naked together like it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Well, it is no big deal. I mean... As parents of children, you've you've seen your kids naked all you know their whole life, and as children, I mean, we all have the same parts, right? But if my my fourteen year old saw me naked, he would be scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> like he would he would refer to that on a shrink's couch in ten years as the very first topic. I'm sure of it, you know. And but, it, it's funny how it, it's really just a matter of perception, and it's all relative, isn't it? Right. Well, probably had he been seeing you naked from the time he was right. little to to now. At the age of 14, you'd be like, no big deal. I actually think it might be really (laughs) healthy because think about what our youth are exposed to as far as nudity Mm -hmm. and their expectations of what the bodies of the opposite sex look like versus reality. I think if you were to see people naked all the time, you get to that point where you're an adult and you wouldn't expect your girlfriend to look like they're an adult movie star. Right, exactly. And it also takes away a lot of the curiosity of um, uh, having sex at a a much earlier age, um, just because it does take away that, that, oh my gosh, there's a member of the, you know, that I'm attracted to that, you know, they're they're naked now, so now we have to have sex. So it takes that away, and it's been found that children that are raised in a, a naturist environment or um, naturist friendly countries have a lower rate of uh, teen pregnancy. 
Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm thinking I'm still not taking my clothes off, Kathy. <laughs> I can't. It's too late for me now, girl. There's no way I'm doing it. I, I started when I was 38. Okay. <laughs> Hillary, would you do it? Uh, I've been known to vacuum naked. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I spend most of my time at home naked, mostly because, like you said, Sandra, I hate laundry. Yes, and if yes. I'm going to get sweaty, I'm doing it naked. I, I, what about boob sweat? Because for me, that's not worth it ever. I don't know that I get boob sweat. I'm not a sweater. Oh, I get. Boob I'll be sweat. honest. <laughs> the, yeah, the under boobs. So Hillary doesn't. Kathy, you do. Oh yeah. So what do you always? You're in front of everyone, just giving it a good wipe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love you guys. I love that you just don't care. And wouldn't we live in a great world if we could all just not give a shit? Exactly. About all the stupid amazing. things like our bodies and the you know how I think about the way I was brought up and to be modest and to cover up. And I'm a young lady, and mm. ladies don't show skin, yeah. and the shame that comes with you know. And I I listen. I walk around with 99.9 percent shame on every level of my life right now as a direct result of that. But imagine a kid who grew up as a naturist the way they are. I would love to see, you know, meet a 20-year-old naturist who's never known anything else. I am curious, like any physical activity where you're not wearing clothes, uh, my boobs would bounce a lot and it would hurt. Like I'm not going running naked. <laughs> I, I did see one of the campgrounds had a, a 5K naturist run and I kind of said the same Girl. thing. I thought, no, no. Can Black I wear a sports eyes are bra? Us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you wear a bra for a run? I didn't end up participating in that, but I would assume, you know, it's about comfort. So, of course. you know, um, I would think that you could probably do something like that. Uh, one of the questions I had for George whenever I was first going to the, the swims was, you know, what if I'm going to a naturist event and I'm on my period? That wow. That, oh, that's, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought yeah. about that. But it's, it's a fair question. Yeah. So, you know, in that case, a lot of the groups will allow you to wear swim bottoms or yeah. panties um, or, you know, just use a tampon and tuck the string up. Um, I would love to be, a, I, the only way I would ever be a naturist is if I could always just be swimming because everything has a way of just floating beautifully upwards. Isn't yeah, that the, nice? The lift. I worry about like older women because we all know after you've had kids, sometimes you pee yourself a little bit when you laugh. I've been lucky enough not to have kids, but right. uh, don't look at me. <laughs> what happens there? Like that's. What do you, you mean in terms like, of swimming? Like, there's so many, or? like, well, no, just, like, in terms of walking around. Like, someone makes you laugh too hard, you've got to trickle. Uh, I've heard women refer to that. I have never had kids, so it's never happened to me. Um, I've heard women refer to that. And, again, naturists, we're very natural people. There's natural body processes. Things happen. Hillary, you go and, behind a tree, you grab a leaf, you take care of it. Well, you always have a towel. <laughs> Done. You always have a towel with you. Ah, so the secret. Yeah. It's like um, what is that? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Never leave without your towel. Right. Well, I mean, one of the most interesting <laughs> things we do as naturists, which I always get comments on, is uh, so every second week we have a swim. Mm -hmm. um, at different indoor pools around the city uh, and then associated with one of those swims. So about once a month, we do uh, yoga. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I would like to see a naked downward dog. Or do I? <laughs> we, we usually form in a circle. 
So okay. Like, oh, okay. So you're yeah. not getting the behind view. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gets right. any behinds. Oh my God. You guys think of everything. Well, because, you know, I'm all about na- nudity. I don't mind, but my sphincter is sacred. <laughs> That, yeah, you're not just going to throw that around. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> hey, nice taint, Hillary. That's great. <laughs> I can't. So you guys do naked yoga? Oh, my God. I just, you know, I just, it, this this takes me back to this, the first time I went to the Dominican Republic with, like, my way before I was married, my husband and I went, and it was a topless beach. Right. And it was the first time I'd ever been on a topless beach in my life before, and I was about 26, 27 years old. And the first people I saw topless were beautiful young women who had beautiful perky breasts and it was perfect. And then the next the next phase of people I passed were women who pretty much looked like I look now. Right. <laughs> they they were in their forties, they had the sag going on, they had like the like I look like a Michelin man <laughs> underneath my clothes right now. Um, and I remember thinking, I wish I could be that confident to take my top off and walk around with the tiniest little bikini bottoms and not give a shit. Those are the people that I wish I could be in my life and the tremendous amount of respect. Oh my God, that I just felt for anyone who just, yeah, yeah, these are my tits. They're saggy and, and, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And, you know what? But it's that comparison. Sorry. Go ahead, Kathy. I was just going (laughs) to say, I have, I have more confidence naked than I do in clothing. Because, you know, you put a bra on and you've got stuff sticking out where it shouldn't stick out and lumps where it shouldn't be. Or you put on a waist, a pair of pants and the waistband is a little too tight and now you have a muffin top. I never have a muffin top when I'm naked. <laughs> I guess that's, that's true. true. It's yeah. awesome. And also, like, so much of our lives is spent trying to be what we aren't. Right. We do ourselves up in makeup to have faces that we don't actually have in real life. Yep. We wear, uh, you know, super hiker up bras so we can have tits we don't have in real life. Right. I'm like beautiful, some assembly required. <laughs> so I'm just I straight up see, high like, maintenance. You let I that got all you. go. Pardon yeah. me, Sandra? I said, I'm straight up high maintenance. I'll admit it 100%. I don't, I don't want anyone to see what I really look like. <laughs> All right. Well, here's to living a little more free. Thanks so much, Kathy, for joining us today. Kathy the Naturist, such an interesting conversation. Thanks for having me. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.